0: Grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. text for this morning's message is found in the Gospel lesson, particularly the last two verses, verses 16 and 17, which read, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him." That is our text. Brothers and sisters in Christ, one of the most memorable dialogues in the movie, A Few Good Men, is between Jack Nicholson and and Tom Cruise. Now, Nicholson, sitting on the witness stand, challenges, you want answers? And Cruz responds, I think I'm entitled to. Again, Nicholson says, you want answers? And then Cruz shouts back, I want the truth. To which Nicholson shouts back even louder, you can't handle the truth. So I guess we need to ask ourselves this morning, can we handle the truth? In our Lord's discussion with Nicodemus, he seems to be very concerned with the truth. And and why not? Jesus is the truth incarnate. Earlier in this Gospel we read, the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We see a lot of grace and truth in our Gospel lesson, especially those last two verses, again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And that's the truth. And look how often Jesus appealed to the truth throughout this gospel lesson. In verse 3, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And then again in verse 5, Jesus said, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. And how about again in verse 11? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and we testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. Yes, Jesus is all about the truth. He even said in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus personifies the way and the truth and the life. The way to heaven is not a path like a set of laws, but rather a person Truth is not some set of propositional statements, but a person. Life is not out there, or or even our own, but a person. When the object of our trust is the person Jesus Christ, then we are indeed on the path, in the truth, and with real life now and forever. Then we can indeed handle the truth. Yes, Jesus is all about the truth. Jesus said he is the truth, and it's an objective truth. What is true in any matter under consideration. That is why Jesus referred to himself as the truth. Not a truth, but the truth. In today's postmodern context, this may sound a little too exclusive Postmodernism has sacrificed objectivity on the altar of relativity. Ironically, Christ's sacrifice on the cross is an example of the altar of objectivity because that sacrifice was for all sins, for all people, for all time. Perhaps we could reference Pontius Pilate's inquisitive question at Jesus' trial, what is truth, as one of the earlier examples of Postmodernism's challenge. So what is truth? Does such Palladian pondering suggest that truth is some impersonal and abstract concept to be grasped? Or is it, as John's Gospel seems to portray, a personal and concrete reality which actually grasps us? Well, if we're going to be able to handle the truth and and to be guided by this thing we call the truth, we better know what it is, or who it is. It is Jesus. The truth is Jesus. Jesus is the truth. It's that simple, and it's that profound. The Apostle John has a habit of employing simple words to communicate profound truths, And he he often presents them in dichotomous tension. For example, all over his gospel and his epistles, we, we see the tension between light and darkness, life and death, good and evil, truth and, well, the absence of truth, which leads us to our theme and to Jesus. You see, Jesus is the truth. Truth is not some abstract concept to be cognitively grasped. Truth is Jesus. And he does the grasping. He does the saving. And by God's grace, we can handle that truth. So I guess we don't have to be afraid of the truth. I guess we don't have to be afraid of Jesus. Because he didn't come to condemn us. He came to save us. Again, verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world because the world was already condemned. It was a done deal. God's law already condemned us. It exposed our deeds of darkness. Our consciences already condemned us, making us feel guilty, and afraid. Condemnation was all around us and all in us. It's kind of like what my neighbor told me his weekend plan of getting rid of all the dead plants in his garden. Lacking agrarian and grammarian acumen, I asked, They're not, why? They're not going to get any debtor. <laughs> Maybe the same could be said for God's purpose of sending Jesus into the world. It wasn't to condemn the world. The world wasn't going to get any debtor, so Jesus is sent to save the world, but condemnation was all around us and was all in us. It, it is a road well traveled by you and me, but it is a road that is defined by fear and which is headed away from Jesus. And that's why our text is such a refreshing change from what we're accustomed to by nature. We hear this morning that we don't have to run away from the truth in fear, but rather we can run toward the truth in hope, because the truth ran toward us in Jesus Christ. And he didn't just run to us, he exchanged himself with us. Now I've referred to in the past the movie Freaky Friday to demonstrate this exchange, Those of you who saw the movie Freaky Friday recall an exchange of sorts. A mother and daughter exchanged bodies and experienced empathetic enlightenment. Uh, That's Freaky Friday. There was another Friday, though, with a considerably more profound exchange. And that Friday was not so much freaky as it was, well, good. For on that good Friday, there was another exchange an exchange between us and Christ. What was exchanged? Our condemnation for his innocence, our our darkness for his light, our evil for his good, our sin for his righteousness, our lies for his truth. Paul wrote in Romans 8:1: there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Instead of condemning us, God justifies us. He objectively justifies us because He objectively loves us. Oh, God did some condemning now. He condemned our sins in Christ Jesus. Jesus was forsaken for our sins. And now, for the sake of Jesus, whom God the Father loves very much, God the Father accepts us. That is truth. And now we live by that truth as we live in that truth. It's all about the truth. It's all about Christ. The truth is all about Christ. Christ is all about the truth. Christ is the truth. He is the man and he has the plan. And the same man and the same plan that saved us is the same man and the same plan that guides us. So if you are looking for the truth, don't start with yourself and strive for some sort of perfection. That is an anthropocentric thrust which entails whipping oneself into a frenzy of self-affirmation and which has failure written all over it. Rather, start with Christ. And for that matter, end with Christ. See, it's not so much how we get there as it is how Christ gets here. That is a Christocentric thrust. Trust that thrust. Handle that truth. And Christ gets here through his word. Christ is the truth. He is the incarnate word. The Holy Scripture is the truth. It is the inscribed word. Let the incarnate word lead you with his inscribed word forward, and you will know the truth. And the truth is that Jesus didn't come here to judge you, he came to save you. He is your helper and comforter, brother and intercessor. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that's the truth. Amen.